0: We are beginning from the third parak of Masachtas Yuma, Parak Amar Lahem, which starts on Davchofches Amaralaf. Since many of the specific details about the Avodas Yem Hakipuram are found in an next 2 prakim, let us begin with a brief Hakdama about the Big Day Kahuna and their relationship to the Avodah. We know from Parashas Tetzaveh that the Torah goes into great detail about the specific Begadim worn by the Kohanim. There were basically three different sets of Begadim used by the Kohanim during the course of the year. Number 1. Big Day Zohav. These were eight pieces of clothing worn by the Kayan Gadol all year for the standard Avoides Hayem. As the Psukim say, beginning in Shmais, Parachav Ches, Pasikdalit, the Eilaha Bigodim Asher Yasu, Chayshin, the Ephod, Umiil, Tashbets, Mitznefes, the v'yasu the Big Day Kaydish, the Aronachicha, Lechahanoi, li. Also, in Pasuk Lamidvav, v'yasisat sits zohav tar, and in Pasuk Membeis, v'yasa lahem vad. So these eight begadim were the ephod, the apron, the chayshin, the breastplate, the miil, the robe, the ksinus, referred to as a tunic, the mitznefes, which was like a turban for the head, the avnate, which was a belt worn around the waist, the tzitz, which was worn on the forehead, and finally the michnesayim, pants. They were called Big Day not because they were made of 100% gold, but they contained some Zohov, some gold. Number two, Big Day Lovan. These were four pieces of clothing worn by the Kayn Gadol on Yom Kippur only. They were made from white linen, hence the minig today to utilize a white kittel and a white parechas, etc., during the Asarasime Tshuva. And as the Pusik says on these, bad Bad This is in Baikra Perakta Zayan Pasak Dalit. Going from the head downward, the Kaim Yom Kippur wore these four Big Day Levan, the Mitznefes, which was the turban on the head, the Ksinus tunic, the avnait, and finally Mihnesyan. Then we've got the big-day kain hedjits These included four begadim, worn by the regular kohanim throughout the year. These were similar to the four begadim that the kain gadol wore on Yom Kippur, the Ksenes, but the Siam, Its Nefes, and avnei, except they were not Lavan. As we've already mentioned, the kain gadol changed begadim five times on Yom Kippur. Before each of these changings, the kain gadol did one full tefillah in the Mikvah and two rounds of Kiddush Yadayim V'Raglayim. Now, we're going to learn later on exactly how this worked. First, did he change the clothing? Um, then he did Kiddush Shadayim What exactly was the order? Because of this, if you add this up, we have a total of five tefillahs and ten Kiddush Shadayim on the day of Yom Kippur. All of these tefillahs and the Kiddushim are halacha Sinai The five sets of begadah included three wearings of Day zav, which were used to do the normal daily avaydus, and two wearings of Day lovon, which were for the specific Avaidah of Yom Kippur. Incidentally, all the details of the Avaidah of Yom Kippur can be found in any machzer. If you look in the middle of the Chazar Shashat of Musaf, where there's long details about the specific Avaidah of Yom Kippur, you can read through it there. The first order of the day was with big day Zahav. The God Gadol did the normal things of Avaidah, which were done on every day of the year. The Shechita of the Tamid Shoshachar, the Kabbalah Saddam, and the Zrika Saddam. He would then be makter the Keteris and set up the Neiris in the Menorah. This was referred to as the hatavas HaNeiris. He was also of the Chavitin and did the Nisuch HaYayim. Then, as with all changing of clothing on Yom Kippur, he would do a Tvila, and two rounds of Kiddush the V'Raglayim. And then he changed into the special Day Lavan of Yom Kippur. This was now the second round of clothing. He would first say on a par for himself and for his Besai. Then he would do a garol, a lottery, to choose which sire would be Lashem and which would be sent out L'Azazel. And this loser sire was called the sire HaMishtalech because it was sent out to eventually be pushed off of a mountain. Today, incidentally, in Eretz Israel, you could see this mountain where this was pushed off. Then the kohen Gadol set a second video, this time for the other Kohanim. Then he shechted the par and did Kabbalah Saddam. At this point, he was Maktir, the, the Kateros, Meaning to say he did it all the way inside the Kaidish Kadashan. That's when he went into the Kaidish Kadashan to be Makhtir, this And then he completed numerous other Yom Kippur related items. Then the Kaim Gadol changed back to the Big Days of. This is now change number three. This was for the Karban Oilus when he was of eli v'el Ha'am. The fourth change was back into Big Day Lavan in order to go back into the Kaidish Kadashan to take out the Kafu Machta of the Kteris. And finally, the last changing, the fifth, was back into Big Day Zohav, to be Maktir, the Tamid Shalbein harabayim. As we proceed into this parak, we will go into the specific details about the events of the Day of Yom Kippur we just mentioned. Now let us begin from amir Amaralaf. We know from the Pasik of B'yayim Zivchachem, in Vayikra yud Yudtas, that the Karban Tamid Shal must be brought by day. So the Mishnah says, that the Mamuna, Rashi says that this Mamuna was the Skan Kayin Gadol, Taisvih says that it was a special Kayin, said to a shliach, go out and see if the Zman Shechita has come. In other words, go up on the roof and see if the eastern sky is lit so we'll know that it's after Aloysa Shachar and it will be okay to bring the karban Tamid Shal Shachar. If in fact it was the Zman, then the shliach would say, Barkai, it is bright. Now why is it that they went through this whole process? Because one time they saw what was actually the moon. They thought it was the sun. It was early in the morning. And therefore they went and passled up a tumit. So they instituted this step of going up on the roof and seeing what was doing, whether it was the Zman or not. On Yom Kippur, at this particular point in the day, they would take the Godal to the mikveh. And the Mishnah has another claw here. The Mishnah says that the Godal has a bowel movement, then he would need special tefillah. However, if he was just matil mayim, that he just needs Kiddush, Yadayim, Viraglayim. We know that L'Chathchila, we must daven shachras, after Neitzacham. But B'Dievet, it's okay to daven, even as early as right after Aloysha Shachar, since that was the time of the Tamid Shal shachar. So then, why was it that by the Tamid Shal Shachar, they didn't wait till after Neitzacham? Why is it that they did it, it L'Chathchila as early as Alisa Shachar? We say that was okay because kahanim zrizem. Kahanim were very machped and very careful on this manner and they knew exactly what was happening. The Gemara says that we learn Zrizis from Avraham Really, we know that bris mila is mutter all day, on the eighth day of the child, the eighth day after the child is born. However, we do it early in the morning because we say zrizen machdimin lamitzvus, as we see by the misa of the akedah, from the pasuk of Ayashkem Avraham Baviker. he got up early to do it. From the days of our avos. There has always been a yeshiva in order to learn Torah. This included the zman, the time of the avos, the time when Israel was in Mitzrayim, and the time they were in the midbar. The Gemara says that although Avraham Avinu was zarez to daven mincha just after Chatzais, today we paskin in Arachaim Siman Reish Lamet Gimel that we daven no earlier than mincha gedola, which is no earlier than six and a half hours. And many Rishinim, including the Rambam, hold, it's better not to daven until the Zman of Mincha Ketana, which is after nine and a half hours, since this was the Zman of Tamid Shalvein Har Bayim. The The Mishnibrurah in Simen, Reishlam and Gimel, brings that this half hour that we refer to after Chatzais, in other words, six and a half hours, is Shos zmanios, which means, for example, in the winter you'd be able to daven Mincha after 22, 23 minutes, and in the summer you'd have to wait 37, 38 minutes. Like all things, Shos zmanios are what matters. But he asks in the Shartzion, Sivkot and the purpose of this half hour, as we know from the Gemara and Brachas, is so that people will not make a mistake when exactly Chatzos is. If that's the case, it shouldn't really matter whether Shos Manios are 37 minutes or 22 minutes or whatever it is. It should be a half hour, period. What's the connection here between Shos Manius and people making mistakes? And he blibes there by a Amarav. Kiem Avraham Avinu kula. Avram Avram kept all the Torah, all the mitzvahs deraisa. Avram Avinu was m'kayim. Mitzvaisai v'sayrasi teaches us that Avram Avinu not only kept all mitzvahs, he kept even mitzvahs derabanan, and the Gemara specifically says even Erev tashlum, which was only midarabanan. The Taisvah Zishanim here asks, why did the Gemara specify Erev tashlum? There are so many mitzvahs that the Gemara could have specified. Why specifically Erev Tapshilin? So the Ein Yaakov answers, the mitzvah of Erev Tapshilin works as follows. If Yontev is on Friday, midah it's mutter to prepare food on Friday, in other words, on Erev Shabbos, in order to have food on Shabbos, due to the klal of hoyel v'ikloy be'orchem. This is also referred to as the klal of hoyel. That means, if on 3 o'clock Friday afternoon, you prepare food, the reason you're allowed to prepare food, even though you have in mind to use it on Shabbos, is since it's possible that it, on 5.30, before Yantav ends and Shabbos begins, guests may come. And since guests may come, you're going to need food for the guests. Therefore, you're allowed to prepare food, even if guests may not come. Nevertheless, the Rabbanan were machmer and decided that hoyal was not enough, because they were afraid maybe guests wouldn't come, maybe people would mix the kolom up. Therefore, they said you have to create a special simmon before Yontav, in order to be able to cook on yantav in preparation for Shabbos. This simen is Erev tafshilin, And the way Erev tafshilin works is, according to many shitas. if you begin the cooking before Yantav begins, in other words, Thursday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon in the Chutzlaretz, so then it's like you're continuing the cooking Friday afternoon. However, since we know that Avrama Avinu was such a big machnis archim, he always had guests in his house. You would think, because he always has guests in his house, the Klam of ha'il would, would, would be applicable to Avram Avinu, and there would never be a possibility that anyone would ever mix it up. If he always had guests, you could say, ha'il. Who needs, who needs Erev Tafshilin at all for Avram Avinu? The Gemara comes to teach us that even though you would think Avram Avinu didn't need a simon of Erev Tafshilin, because he always had guests in his house, and you could say, ha'il de'klay Bearchim, Afal Piken, even a mitzvah that far, mitzvah der Rabbanin, that far, he was still Makayim anyway. So even Erev Tafshilin, which was Midarabana, and it had all this behind it, still in all of Ramavinu was Mekayim that also. We also have the territs of the Stipler's Zechorinel Avracha. The Stipler says that the Gematria of Shama Avram Bekaili, the Yishmar, plus plus 1 is equal to 1357. This 1357 is also equal to Kiem Afilu Erev Tapshilin. The Gemaris asks, how could they confuse the light of the moon, which goes up like a stick, with the light of the sun? which spreads out in rays. So the Gemara answers, it was a yayim ha'ma'unan, it was a cloudy day. And finally, the Gemara says that the rays of the, sun, of the sun through the clouds is even stronger than the rays of the sun on a clear day. So it's very, very concentrated when it comes out from the sun. You could see this, for example, if you open up a shade slightly in a room, the power of the sun coming through that is very, very strong. Tafchoftas. <laughs> Thinking about an Avera of Snus is worse than actually fulfilling the Taiva itself. The end of the summer's heat, in other words, during El, affects a person more than the rest of the summer. The Gemara says learning something which one forgot is harder than learning something new. And we say Esther was compared to an Ayola, to a deer. And the Tfilas of tzaddikim are also compared to a deer. Since the horns of a deer growing are symbolic to increased strength, so too do Tfilas tzaddikim make them stronger. The Gemara says that this mistake that they made at that time where they mixed up the sun and the moon did not actually happen on Yom Kippur but rather happened on a different day since at that time of the month, Yom Kippur which is on the 10th of the month the moon does not rise in the morning we say it the same way the Shechitas tamid must be done by day we also say that the same rule by day applies to Melikas Saif and Kmitas Ha'mincha and finally the Gemara says a Kli Sharas in the Beis HaMikdash sanctifies anything that gets put into it Dachlamid we say that it is a mitzvah after a person urinates to wipe away any extra drops and he should also wash his hands as we see in Arachayim, Simon Zion. The Gemara says that a person is not allowed to say Kriyishma if he has tsoa on any part of his body even if it is covered up and even if it's Bimkayme. The Gemara says Ein hatara nitna But rather, the Torah was given to human beings and it is understood that human beings are not 100% perfect. The Mishnah. A person cannot enter the Azara unless he goes to a mikvah. This applies to any person. So on Nim Kippur, we say, a koin gadol is teyvel five times, each of the times he changes begotim. And he also does kiddush yedayin goraglayim ten times, two times by each of the changing of the begotim. All of this, except for the first tefillah, was done in the Beis HaParva. Gamar asks, why is it that if a person wanted to enter the Azara, he needs to go to the mikvah? So that's a machlekesh. Ben Zema says, just like a kain Gadol needs tefillah to go from the Azara to the Kaitish Kadashim, and just like the Kayin Gadol needs tefillah each time he changes his clothing, Kavaheimer, a Hedyit who goes michel to the Azara also needs tefillah. But Yehuda says a different reason. He says the reason a person needs tefillah is in order to remind him if he did any, or if he had any old tumas that he hadn't taken care of. Now he's going to do with tefillah, he'll say, uh, oh, I wonder if I'm tamay or not from anything. And he'll be careful on that, therefore it's for reminder purposes. The Gemara says that a Mitzarah, in order to become tahar on the eighth day, stands by the shar Nikonar, this is an area between the harabais and the Azarah, and extends his thumb into the Azarah. Before he does this, there's a Machleikas if he needs tefillah. Rabbi Yehuda says he does not need tefillah. Since on the seventh day he already did tefillahs Mitzarah, and the Shittasai, as we said before, the purpose of Tefillah is to remind him if he had any old Tumas. So, he already did Tefillah on the seventh day. That would have reminded him if he had any old Tumas. Therefore, he doesn't need another Tefillah here on the eighth day. The Chachamim, however, hold, like Ben Zema. Therefore, he would need Tefillah here also, because it would be a Kalv from Kein Godel. called the the der Abonon kein der So just like in a tefillah d'araisa, there is not allowed to be a chatzitzah, the same thing is true with a tefillah d'arabana, that there cannot be a chatzitzah. We ask, if a person wants to do shechitas karban, but does not want to do tefillah, is he allowed to stand outside of the azara with a long knife and shech the karban that is inside of the azara? We said before that a person is not allowed to go inside the azara without doing tefillah, but let's say a person stands outside of the azara and shechs with a long knife into the azara. So the Gemara says, take we say that the Kain Gadol did all tefillas anyam kipper in a mikveh which was in the Beysa Parva. Water from the Baisa, into the Beysa Parva came from a high place which was called the Ein Itam. We know that all openings in the ha HaMikdash were twenty Amos high. The exception to this was the Ulam which was forty Amos high. However, all others were twenty Amos high. We know that this mikveh was up twenty-three Amos high. Therefore, you could deduce from this that it was three Amos deep because 23 minus 20, which was the height of the gate, was three amas. We learn from Kalbasari that a mikveh has to cover a whole body. Ama al-ama birum shalay shamas. And this was established as an amount of 40 saw, which today is the Shear for a mikveh. We have a mission. After the first fila on Yom Kippur, they gave the Kayan the eight big days off. The Kohanim, especially the kain Gadol, did the regular avoydus, the regular daily avidus of the day. And they gave the Kayin Gadol the carbon And he did the first part of the Shechita. He only did the first part of the Shechita, but rather another Kayin finished up the Shechita. This would be done so that the Kayin Gadol would have enough time to run to be able to do the Kabbalah Saddam also. We know that only the Kayin Gadol was allowed to do the melachas, the Avedis, Anyam Kippur. What does it mean that he did only the first part of the Shechita? He shechted the Raiv of the Semanim. We know from the Gemara in Chulan, Ruban is considered Kekulan. The simanim included the kana and the veshet, the two simanim, the windpipe and the food pipe, and he began to shak a little bit of that. Then he would jump to be able to do the kabbalah Saddam. and in the meantime, another kain would finish up the shechita. After this, the kain Gala would do zrika and the k'teris and hatavas haneris to arranging the neris, as well as nisuch hayayin. We also say here in the Mishnah that if the kain was old or delicate, and the water which he needed to go into into the mikveh was going to be too cold they would prepare hot water for him before Yom Kippur. And each time he would go into the mikvah, they would pour a little bit of the hot water into the cold waters of the mikveh so it would warm it up a little bit. Taflam and Beis. We learn from the Torah that after the avedis Big Day Zov, the Kayin puts on the special Big Day Lavan of Yom Kippur, which includes the Ksainas, the Bichnesayim, the and the Avnid, as we mentioned before. And then he does the Garel, for the Khatas Lashem, the Chatas L'Azazel. And he does the avedis Pnim, which includes Rikas Dam, of the soyer lechatas and the par, the special kteras, brought Lifnaiva lifnim into the Kedish kadashim, and he gives the La la'azazel to the shliach to take out to the midbar, and then he does vidoy. After this, as we know, he puts back on the big day zav, which is to be makri of eloi v'el ha'am, And later, the fourth levisha is a big day Lavan to take out the kapu machta from the Kedish kadashim, and finally the fifth levisha, which was again in big day zav. We love it on Yom Kippur, the kind Gadol title five times, and he does Kiddush Yadayim V'Raglayim ten times, corresponding to the five changes of clothing. The general rule, of course, as we mentioned before, is Big Day Zahav was done, was used and worn for the regular avidus, and Big Day 11 were worn for the special avidus of Yom Kippur. And the five and the tenth tefilas that we mention are all be seen at However, the special times, exactly when it is we do them, that we learn from Sukkim in the Torah. Gimel. Abaya listed the order of the daily Avoidis based on discussions in the base Medish and what Abishol said. And this was the order. The Mereches G'delah of wood, the Mereches for the Kteris, the Sidur Shnei Gzirei Eitzim, number four, Dishon, which is the cleaning of the Mizbeach HaPnimi, the, the Atavas Chamesh Neris, the Dam Hatamid, the Atavas Shnei the Kteris, the Akteris Evarim, of the eilas hatamid on the mizbeach hakhitzen, the mincha, the chavitin, the nisachim, the musafin, the Bezichen, and the tamid Shalbain harabain, fifteen things in total. We say that no avodas are done before Vitamid tamid Shachar, and none are done after a tamid shelbein harabain. The gemara says we learn from ushmartem es that we read it ushmartem es hamitzvus. This teaches us that ein mavirin al hamitzvus. If a mitzvah is there right in front of you to do, you do not pass over over it. So we say, since the claim gets to the Mizbech before the Menorah, he does not pass over the Mizbech, and he does that Aveda first. We also say, based on this, that a person puts on Tefillin yad before he puts on Tefillin Shalreish, since his hand reaches his arm, left arm first, and then it reaches the head. And since we say in Maverion all mitzvah you don't pass over your arm first. Let's ask Akasha from the Gemara Manochas. We know... This Seder, we already know from a Pasach. Who needs ein al mitzvahs? You know it already from the Pasach. So Rabbeinu Tam learns that this Gemara doesn't teach you putting on a tefillin, but rather it teaches you the order of taking off the tefillin. And Taisus also brings down from Rabbeinu L'yehu that this Gemara is saying which you should feel first. First you should feel and you should touch v'tv'ayin shall yad. Then you should feel and touch v'tv'ayin shal reish. There's a machlekis if of the morning, is learned from the nusach hayayan of the afternoon, or vice versa. The Tanakhama says the main nusach is from the afternoon, and you learn the morning from that. Rabbi says the main one is the one in the morning, and you learn the afternoon from that. Taisva says that the Natgamina lahalacha is that there's only money for one of them, which one is considered the main one, which should be brought for nusach Hayayin. The Gemara says that they used to prepare, as we know, going back to the Mishnah, they used to prepare hot water before Yom Kippur, in case the Kain was frail, They would have hot water to put a little bit in to the cold water of the mikvah. An alternative to this method was to put hot irons into the water in order to warm up the cold water a little bit. And the Gemara asks, How is this mutter? We know that putting hot irons into water, into cold water, are a malacha of tziruf. Because when you put it into the cold water, you're hardening the irons. Therefore, it's makhavah patish because you're ending up this malacha of tziruf. So the Gemara answers that really... It's like a it didn't quite get that hard. Therefore, it's not Makkabah Patish because Makkabah Patish is only Chal if Yamamish complete the Malacha completely, as we know from the Gemara in Mesech Shabbos. Also, a teretz. We say that this is considered a Dover Sheena We know that a Dover Sheena Miskavan is a machhoikis between Rabbi Yehuda and Reb Shimon in Mesech Shabbos. What exactly is a Dover Sheena A Dover Sheena is something where you have in mind to do one particular Malacha, which is really Mutter. But instead, you end up doing a malacha, which is also The classic case of the Shena is if you drag a bed through, uh, over, across a ground, an area of ground outside. So really, your intention is to move the bed. You don't have in mind to do anything to the ground. But in moving a bed across ground, what you do is you create a little furrow in the ground. You make a chritz in the ground. Now you're making the chritz. The chritz is a malacha der aisa. But since you had kavana, not to do that, you had Kavanah just to move the bed. It's called a Dabr She'inah Therefore, we know of as a Machlaikas. Rabbi Yehuda says a Dabr She'inah is Osir. And Rabbi Shivan holds a Dabr is Mutter. Generally, Paschim, and Kuflam and Gimel, that we generally say Dabr She'inah is Mutter. So the same thing is true here. He wants to warm the water up. He's not interested in Sirif. They're interested in making the water warm from the Kayan Ghuddal. Therefore, it's considered a Dabr She'inah and therefore it's Mutter. But the Ritva asks on this, we know that a Dabr She'en is only Mutter in a case where there's a possibility that the davar She'en will happen and maybe davar Asr will happen. However, if you know for sure that the davar Asr will happen, it's considered a psikresha and therefore you do not say Dabr She'en is Mutter. So how is it possible here? Here you know Tzirif is going to happen. And if Tzirif is going to happen, it's a psikresha. Therefore, you're not allowed to say the Kula of Dabr She'en the Gemara answer so we can answer the Ritva actually answers that we don't know for sure if it's going to happen because since we said it's lahi Gilad Sirav it's possible that it will not be hard therefore it's not considered a psikresha therefore Darvashayna Miskavan would be Mutter Taisvitz asks who needs Darvashayin Miskavan to save it its Mutter save it its Mutter because ain't shvus vimiktash. we then have a Mishnah the Mishnah says that all of the tefillahs after the first tefillah are done in the Beis Parva after that point they would put up a curtain of linen between the kain Gadol and everyone else. Be'nai u And as a machoik is whether the Kayan does Kiddush yadav Viraglav and then takes off clothing, or vice versa. Then we say he does full in the mikvah. Then he gets the Big Day Lavan to do the Avedah of Yom Kippur. Then he's Mekadush yadav Viraglav a second time. The morning Big Day Lavan, the Mishnah says, were worth more than the afternoon Big Day Lavan. Taflamet He. The gemara asks, why was it called the Be'is parva? So the Gemara answers it, would na- it was named after Parva Amgusha, the magician who actually built it. The Gemara says if the Kayan's mother made him a Ksainis, he is also allowed to do the Avaidus Yachid. The Avaidus Yachid was the second time he put on the Big Day Lavan, where he was Haitzah, he took out the Kafu Machta from the Kaidish Kadasha. So we say he's allowed to do that Molacha as long as he gives the Reshus of the Ksenis over to the Tzibur, because we know he's not allowed to own these Begadim. Anyam Kippur, so as long as he gives it over to the Zibor, he's allowed to use what his mother made for him. We say that Reva Lozar ben Kharsa, who was a kohen gadol, had a Ksenis made by his mother which was worth 20,000 mana, which is a very lot of money, an awful lot of money, and they didn't let him wear it since it was transparent and you were able to see through it. The Gemara says, when all people, whether a person is an Ani, an Ashir, or a Rasha, come to Shemayim, they'll all be asked the same question first. Why didn't Shulor and Martyra? If an Ani comes along and answers that the reason he didn't learn more Torah was because he didn't have time since he was busy earning a Parnassah, they're going to confront him with the question, were you worse off than Hillel Hazake? We know the story from a Hedrin Sanhedrin that Hillel Hazakeh earned one tarpik every day. Half of that tarpik he gave to the guard who stood by the door of the Beis HaMajish and the other half he gave to his mishpacha for food. One day he earned no money and he went to the Beis HaMajish and the guard would not let him in. But he was so thirsty to learn Torah that he went up to the roof of the yeshiva Shmaya V'Avtalion, and he sat on the skylight and he listened to their shiurim on erev Shabbos. And then it snowed Friday night. On Shabbos morning, they saw that you couldn't—they couldn't see the sun. So they said, "What's going on here?" They went up to the roof and they found Hillel Hazaken covered with snow on top of the roof. What about to a wealthy person? What if he says, "I was too busy. I was too busy tending to all of my, all of my riches and all of my properties." So they'll ask him, were you richer than Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Lozer ben Kharsan, who we had mentioned before? Rabbi Lozer ben Kharsan had Yarsha in thousands of little towns, and many, many houses, and he never went to check on them. He was just busy learning Torah all day. What about to the Russia? To the Russia, they'll say, the Russia will say, I was busy preparing myself. I wanted to look good. So they'll ask him, were you better looking than Yosef? Yosef held back his Sahara from Ashes Petifar. So it ends up Hillel was Machiah of the Anim. Shablazer ben Charsan was mechaev as ha with Torah, and Yosef was mechaev, the Rishayim. The Rambam, in Hilchas Talmud Torah, Perak Aleph, Halachachas, says, kol ish bi Yisrael ha-yiv b'talmud Torah, ben Oni, ben Asher, ben Shalom begufay, ben Baal Yisuram, Zakin, etc. Because the Pesach says, v'ha-gisabay, yomam, valayla. Now we have a Mishnah which begins talking about the Avedis of the Kain Gadol that he started doing with his big day, Lavan. First, we brought a par Lachatas, which was from the own money of the Kain goro The Kayin stands on the east side of the par and faces west towards the Bais Hamigdash, and he leans on the head of the par and says, vidui. We know that there were three different viduyim that the Kayin said on Yom Kippur, and we say this in the Avodah of Musaf when we dive on Yom Kippur. The first vidui was said for himself and his family, the second vidui was said for the other kohanim, which was also, of course, on a par, and the final vidui, which was for Klal Yisrael, was said on the la LaAzazel. In each vidui, he said the Shem Hamafurish three different times, and the nusach of the vidui was as follows: Ekhachayo Aimer Ana Hashem, Please Hashem, Avisi Pashati Chotasi Lefanecha Ani Uveici Ana Hashem Kaperna LaVaynes UlePishayim UleChatayim Shavici. After he said this, the hein everyone would answer. After he said this, the hein einin, everyone would answer. After the Taz explain that today, when we say the hein Anyam everyone would answer. we say Ana Hashem for the first shame Hashem. We say the words Ana for the second shame Hashem, and then finally when we say the pasuk, we say the actual shame Hashem, since it's part of a real pasuk, etc. The Ritvah says that although during the rest of the year, when we say Baruch Hashem we say it quietly. On Yom Kippur we say it just like they did in the Beit Hamikdash, as we see here in the Mishnah. Why is it that they did it be Kol because on Yom Kippur we are like Malachim and since Malachim say it all year they say it loudly we say it loudly also on Yom Kippur <coughs> in fact on Yom Kippur we're on such a high madrega that the satan cannot influence us we know that the gematria of hasatan is equal to 364 i.e. on the 364 other days of the year the satan influences us but not on the 365th day not on Yom Kippur Taflam <laughs> The entrance to the Azara was from the east, the Sharnikana. The first 11 amos inward, in other words, going westward, is the Ezrus Yisrael. The next 11 amos was the Ezrus Kayanim. Then came the Mizbech, which was 32 by 32 amos. Then was the area called the Ulam-la-Mizbech, which was 22 amos. Then began the Ulam, which was the beginning of the Binyan, Beis HaMikdash. The Ulam was 10 amos long, going from east to west. And we know that all shechitas needed to be done in the north part of the Azara. The Gemara asks, what, where is considered Safan? Where is considered north, exactly? The Gemara answers that there are three different shechitas, but it never gets farther away from the base hachalifos, the place where they used to store the knives, since this was too far away from the Mizbeach. The Gemara says that the shechita on Yom Kippur was done v'n ulam because, as we say on the Holom Kippur, they don't want to make the Klein Gadol do more work than he had to do since it was a fast day and he had a lot of things to do therefore they attempted to do it as close to the mizbech as possible we say that a person who does smicha faces westward and puts both hands between the two horns of the animal and says vidui. we also know that there's not allowed to be a chatzitza between the hands of a person and the head of the animal we say that the Yisurim of Leket Shikcha and Peah according to Rabbei Siyaglili have no malchus since they're really mitzvah saseh, according to Rabbi Akiva, there are Malkus. The Gemara says that the order of the Vidoi is not exactly as we see it in the Mishnah. We know that in the Mishnah, the order was Avisi, Pashati, Chatasi. Avisi is something which is amazed. Pashati is something which is rebellious. And Khatasi is shkagus. We paskin like the Direi Chachamim. They say that the order is Chatasi, Avisi, Pashati. They say you start off with the smallest Avera, and then you get bigger and bigger towards larger Averas. And since Chatasi is something which is Besheigi, Avisi is mazed, and Pashati is the worst because it's rebellious, you go in that order. Chatasi, Avisi, Pashati. We pass them like this because we say, Yachid verabim, halacha, kirabim. And since the Stam Mishnah is like Remeir, Remeir is the Yachid, and the Rabim is the Chachamim, so Yachid verabim, halacha, kirabim. In Vidui, the Kayan Gadol says, Ana Hashem. He says, Please, Hashem. Why does he say please? Since Maish Rabbeinu also said please in his vidai. The source of using the shem Hashem in general is from Egla Arufa. As we said in the Mishnah, everyone answers Barach Shem Kvayd Malchusay Le'ilam Vaid. What is the source of this? The source of this is from Maisha. Ki Shem Hashem Ekra, Havugoydel Le'ilokainu. When Maisha said the shem Hashem, he told Klal Yisrael to then give praise. We see in Shulchan Arach that the tour says, shame the rush. that the rush said that whenever his father heard the Shem HaShem, he would say the words, Baruch Hu, This, in fact, is the source of our minig today, that every time we hear someone make a bracha, Chazar Sashatz, etc., they say, Baruchat ta Hashem, we say, Baruch Hu, Baruch However, the Mishnah Baruch says that while we normally do this, we should not say, Baruch Hu, Baruch if it is Mafsik. In other words, if we're in the middle of P'suke de Dezimra, then we should not say, Baruch Hu, Baruch Shmai, or if someone is being might see us with a bracha, and we need to hear the entire bracha in its entirety, we do not say Baruch Hu but rather we only answer Amen. Then we have the Mishnah. The Koen Gadol prepares the two Seirim. One is going to be LaShem, and one is going to be L'Azaza. He is accompanied on one side by the Skan Koen Gadol, and on the other side by the Reish Beisav. We know that there were many Botei us, one for each day of the week, and. The Rosh Beis who accompanies the Kayin Gadol here, is the person who would have been doing the avaida had that day not been Yom Kippur. There was an urn that had two pieces of wood in it for the Gairo, for the lottery, one that said Lashem, and one that said Lazazel. Ben Gamla, who was a Kayin Gadol, was blessed L'shvach. Why? Because he changed these pieces of wood to gold pieces, one that said Lashem and one that said Lazazo. Ben-Kotin made made 12 spouts in the Kir. The Kir was where the water came from. Originally there were only two spouts, but he added so there would be 12. Why is that? So that all the Kohanim who brought the Tamid would be able to do Kiddush Yadayim and Raglayim at the same time. And finally the Mishnah says, Munvaz made the handles of all Kalim of Yom Kippur into gold. The government says that the Gerolos were done in the northern part of the Azara, preferably Al-Yerech HaMizbeach. We then say that three people walk together. The Rav walks in the middle. The bigger Talmud walks to the right. And the smaller Talmud walks to the left. Like we see by the Malachi, Avraham, Avinu. Michael, who was considered the Rav, walked in the middle. Gavriel walked to the right. And Raphael walked to the left. And we say that if you walk behind a Rebbe, you're considered a Balgaiba. The Gemara says, since it says, echad there was only one Garel for each in the container. One said Lashem la and one said Lazozo. These could be made from any material, as long as it's material that could last a while. And we learn, gurul time says gurul twice, gurul go riba, that any material would be good. The Gemara says that the rays of the menorah would tell people when this man kriyashmol was. There were miracles that happened to the doors of Nikonah. Then we have a Mishnah. Just like before we mentioned people in the Beis HaMingdash who were mentioned there were also those who were remembered Lignai, for not sharing their skills with others. The families who knew how to make the Lechem HaPonim, which was the base Garmai, the Kteris, the base Haftinus, and sheer, and a number of other things, these families were remembered for Gnai. The Chachamim tried to get these families to share their special secrets. However, the family who did the Lechem HaPonim were praised, although they were remembered Lignai, they were praised for not giving any of that bread to their children, where people would then say, ah, look who's eating the lechem ha'ponim kolmah hakadosh so really everything belongs to Hashem even if one family is an expert in it really it comes from Hashem the Gemara says Beis Haftinus was afraid to divulge the methods of making the Kteris because the ingredients were like a trade secret the Gemara says that a person cannot take away even a hairbreadth of another person's parnasa. and we say Ben Kamtser was able to write four letters with four pens all at once. The Gemara says that a tzaddik is blessed when he himself is mentioned. As we say, Zecher tzaddik livracha, mashenkin a <in> Russia is cursed even when his fellow Russia is mentioned. <speaking in Hebrew> the Gemara says, for even one tzaddik the world is created, and a tzaddik does not leave this world until a new tzaddik is born to take his place. Also, Hashem saw a shortage of tzaddikim in the world. Therefore, he scattered them through the generations. As we see, tzaddik Yisoyed Oylem. Tzaddik is the Yisoyed of the aylam; It's the foundation of the world. Therefore, they were scattered through all the generations. The Gemara says that if a person wins over his ara for the same of for the same Avera two different times, he will never do that Avera again because he came over it two different times. The Gemara says that Hashem helps those who help themselves from doing Averas. In other words, if you try hard, Hashem will help you continue that. And finally, we say that an Avera closes the heart of a person. Now let us begin the fourth parak, beginning on Daflamid Tes Parak Taraf Bekalfi. We have a Mishnah. Mishnah says the Kayun mixed the two Garawas and took one of them in his right hand and one of them in his left hand. One would say Lashem and one would say La Azazel. It was a simon taiv if Lashem came out in the right hand. The Gemara says they needed to shake the box so the Kayun didn't accidentally cheat, and the box was made out of wood and was small. It was only made out of wood because the Torah did not want to use a lot of people's money and it had consideration for people's money. This keli is considered Khulan, not kadosh, since we know normally klishar shall etz loyavdiya. The Gemara says that the 40 years that Shimon HaTzadik was the Kayan Gadol, the geril l'asham was always in the right hand and the red thread which was tied to the shor always became white. In later years, the results were mixed. The pasuk of darshu Which means, strengthen the hand of the oppressed. Rashi from here learns from a Gemara in Sanhedrin that normally when we have a court case, we listen to the Tevea first. The Gemara says that by Lechem HaPonim, a Kayan can be yoytze the mitzvah even if he eats less than a kazais. The Beis HaLevi explains that the only time a person needs to eat a kazais of anything is by a mitzvah's gabra, for example, like a chi of matzah. Masha'enkein, since a less than a kazayis, is also okay. Shem knew the year he was going to die. That year, by the Dukhanim, the Kayanim stopped using the Shem HaMafarish by Birkas Kayanim. The Gemara says all the miracles in the Beis HaMikdash began to stop 40 years before the Churban Beis HaMikdash. The ben Zakai rebuked the Dalsais for behaving badly. And we say that in the future, Hashem will, will return all of the special nisim that were in the Beis by the Gula Asida. We say that on Yom the Kohen Gadol would mention the Shema Mefarish ten times. The Gemara says the Keteris had a strong smell, and it could be smelt outside the city also. And finally, according to Rabbi Yanai, the Alias HaGurl, picking up the girl, is Ma'akiv, but the Hanachas girl on the animal is not Ma'akiv, the girl. Rabbi Yechanan says even Alias girl is not Ma'akiv. According to Reb Shimon, aliyah skairul is not ma'akev, but vidoy is ma'akev. We then say that par is ma'akev as Hasayer, In referring to the Rikas Dam on Yom Kippur, the par must be done first, then the Sayer. But if someone did the Sayer first, the par is ma'akev, the Sayer is considered puzzle, and you must reperform perform the Sawyer. Ma vice-versa, we say Hasayer ein ain ma'akev as a par And finally we say, according to Reb Yehuda, Vidoy is not Ma'akef. Vachmem Elf. Chizda said that a Mitzorah, Yaledes, Zavar, zava have a Achiev to bring a set of pigeons, one for an Oila and one for a Khatas. Which one is designated for which Karban must either be decided at the Shas kicha by the Bailam or by a Kayan later on. We say that whenever we use the term Taras Kohanim, this is referring to the Shitas of Rav Yehuda. The Gemara says that if a person became Tameh, we know that he is not allowed to go into the Beis Hamikdash. However, if he accidentally went in, he must bring a carbon called a carbon oila v'yerid. This is a carbon which fluctuates in value depending on the income status of the person who brings it. If he is an oisher, he's rich, then he brings a chattes behema. If he's an ani, he brings either shtei Tairim or shnei beneiyeina, one for a chattes and one for an oila. Now, let's say he's an ani, and just after the time he was an ani and he began to bring these karbanas, just after he brought the animals, he became an usher. Then we say he takes the old money and adds more to it. The Gemara says that if an usher accidentally brings an ani's karbanas, a to of Aisha, he's not yaitza, but a to of Chaga, he is yotza. Then we have the Mishnah. The kine guttled after the geirul ties a red thread on the shah, on the ha which is the soyer la and he ties it between its, between its horns. On the soyer la-sham, he puts a red thread on its neck in the Makam Hashkita. This process was done so as not to mix up these with other animals. The Mikdashavat asks, How did the Kayin tie a red thread around the Sawyer La Zazel? This was a Kesha shel Kayama. Why was it a Kesha Shalkayama? Because eventually the Sawyer La was thrown off the mountain, and therefore this Kesha was never opened. Therefore, we're dealing with an isedaraisa. How is it possible he did this? In fact, the kshira itself was only a takhanis bezden. So, how is it possible that this takhanis bezden could be deicha, a malacha daraisa, and even if you're going to want to tell me, you know, really it wasn't a kasho Kayama. Really, it's only an aniva. It's only a bow. However, we know from a sechta Shabbos Taf kufiyu that according to Rabbi Yehuda, a bow an aniva is also considered a Kesha daraisa. Therefore, how is it possible the kain gadol did this? And he blibes with a after this, the Kayan went to the Par for Vidoy number two. This was the Vidoy for the other Kohanim. And he said the Nusach of Ana Hashem. We know that we do not paskin like the order of the Mishnah, but rather we paskin like the Chachamim, as we said before. That the order is Chotasi Avisi Pashati. We start with the easy things, with the Shaigan, and then we move towards Mizidin. Misvada al Hakal Kal Trila. And it's at this point that he adds the kaihanim. Before he said he was machaper for Aniuvesi. Now he says he's machaper for Aniuvesi, uvesi uvenei aran. Why is this that he waits till now to add the b'nei aran? Because we say mutav sheyavoy zakai v'yichaper l'chaev the yovoy chayev v'yichaper l'chaev. It's better that a person who already has the schus, in other words, Aniuvesi already had the schus from the first Vibay. Now he's Mahapur on the chayev. Not that a chayev comes to be machaper on the chayev. So since aniyu were already mechoper from the first vidui, they came as already clean. So now in their khus they're helping the other kohanam. The makarchayim asks, If we pasken like the chachamim that we go in the order that we said, Khatasi avisi pashati. so why is it that in avinu malkeinu, which we say, we say the order of avinu malkeinu, mechevahaver vahaver pisha'enu minegerenecha. First we begin with mazid, then we say shaygi but according to the Chachamim, how we pass it, we're supposed to give, begin with the Shagigin first, and then the Mazidan. So the Mechachayim answers in Hilchas Rosh Hashanah, and he says that while by Vidoy we say the easy ones first, by Tefillah, which is a Bakasha, we first say the Peshayim, the Mezidim, then we say the Chathayim, which are Shagigin. The difference is that by Vidoy we need to confess according to the order we came to do the Averis. First, the person does smaller Averis. Then Avera Gereres Avera, then a person does bigger Averis. Therefore you go in that order. Masha'en came by bacchus Mechila. A person asks in the order it takes to bring him back closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we begin from where we are. We start off very far away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, full of Averis. And we ask for bacchus on these big Averis. As we get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu we ask for Mechila for the smaller Averis. It's impossible to get 100% close immediately. Therefore we have to do it slowly. The Gemara says that the Selah Shem and the Selah Zazel had red threads that needed to be a certain shear. The red thread of the Paraduma did not have a shear. It doesn't matter how much a person gives or how much a person does, as long as he's Machabin Liboy Lishamayim. The Gemara says that if a czar can do Shkita on Paraduma or the par of the Kayan Gadol on Yom Kippur. The Gemara says Shechita is not considered an avida. We know that it is generally kosher for a czar to do it. Mashenki, we know by the other Avaidas, it's not okay for a czar to do them. The Gemara says that by Parah Aduma it says Zais Chukas, and by Yom Kippur it says Chuka. And we say, just like by Yom Kippur you need a kind gadol, so too for a Parah Aduma. And finally we say, only one Parah Aduma was allowed to be taken out of the Machna Natu. Dathmem Gimbal. We say a klal. Ein miyot achar This comes to include a kayan hediyot for Kabbalah Saddam by Paraduma. We say that a cherashayi to these are possible to do the avaida on Paraduma. The kedushas mayim of Paraduma, all people, even an isha, are kasher to do it. The only people who are not kasher are cherashayi to the Rabbi Yehuda says a katan is kasher, but an isha is possible. We say that many shittas hold that they used big day lavan for the Paraduma just like a kayan used big day love on, on Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yechanan holds that a czar not only could shacht regular karvanas, but even the paraduma. adum. The Gemara says only by the second vidoy he included his fellow, fellow kohanim, as we said before, mutav v'yechaper al hachayev chayev al It's better for a person who already had schus to be mechaper on the person who does not have the schus, rather than a person who doesn't have the schus trying to be mechaper on the person who also does not have the schus. Based on this, the Me'iri and the Ritva ask the following question. In the first Vidoy, he says, Ani ubeisi. He comes to be Mechaper on Ani ubeisi. If that's the case, he's being Mechaper not only on himself, but on his wife also. In that case, you have a situation of V'Yechaper al Because he himself is Chaiv, but so is his wife. So how does he do that? This doesn't fit the cloud Mutav V'Yechaper al so the answer ishtoy kegufvay. Aniyu signifies that both of them are together. And since we say ishtoy is kegufvay, it's as if he's coming to be mechaper on himself also, and not that he's one person who's being mechaper on someone else. We then have a Mishnah. After the second vidui, the Kayan shechted the par and made kabbalah Sadan. Then he gave the blood to someone to keep the blood mixed, to keep on mixing the blood so it would not get hard. Then he did the maisa k'taris. How did he do this? He walked up to the Mizbeach, put coals in the Makhta, and put it in the Azara, then went with the Kitaris to the Kaidish kodashim. On other days, the Kitaris was different from Yom Kippur in terms of the Kalim and the quantity of Kitaris used. Many of the ideas regarding this, regarding the qataris, were made to make it easier for the Kain Gadol to do the Malacha. Also, during the year, the Kohanim walked up the right side of the kavish. But in Yom Kippur, the Kayin Gadol walked in the center of the Kebush. When the Kayin Gadol was doing certain parts of the Avedah, no one else was allowed to be in the Heichal. And in fact, during the Maisei K'tairis, no one is allowed to be Ben Ulam, Lamisbech. The Gemara says that we have three Kaparas on Yom Kippur. One, the first was for the Kayin Gadol and Beisai. The second was for the other Kohanim, And the third was for Kal Kahal Adas Yisrael. We know that the Maisei K'tairis is the one thing that is mechaper for all of Klal Yisrael. We learn from the Gemara in Erachin that we see this from Kairach. Specifically, the Maisik Teres is mechaper for the Avera of Lashon Hara. Why specifically Loshanhara? Since the Kteres is performed in secrecy with no one else around, and since Lashon is typically spoken in private, these two are connected. Therefore, the Maisik Teres, which is the one time of the year the Kayin Gadol goes inside the Kedesh Kedashim, that is machaper for the Avera of Lashon Hara. This points to the harshness of Lashon Hara, because after all, that's the one time the Kayin Gadol goes into the Kedesh Kedashim, and if this is Mahapur for Lashon Hara, Lashon Hara must be a terrible thing. The Marsha in Masakta Zvachim asks the following question. How can the Gemara and Erechan say that the Kedesh is machaper for Lashon Hara due to secrecy, and we see this from Kairach, but the Maisek Kairach was when the Kedesh was done publicly, So how can you connect secrecy to something by karach that was done publicly? So I think you could answer this by simply saying that Lashon Hara begins actually privately. It begins B'tzina. But it spreads publicly very, very quickly. And because of that, you can mix up things that are both public and private. This teretz is well illustrated in a very well-known story about a woman who came to a Chesidish Rebbe before Yom Kippur. She told the Rebbe that she was Nikshal in Lashon Hara many times that year, and wanted to know how she could be machaper for these averes. the rabbi told her that there's only one kapara for these terrible chatayim and he said it's very simple go back to your house which was a few blocks from where the rabbi lived and he said you know take all the pillows in your house and open them up and then walk a route straight from your house to my house and drop the feathers from these pillows onto the ground and when you get to my house come back inside so she did that she took all the pillows and she cut them open and she dropped all the feathers on the street. Anyway, it was a very windy day, so obviously the feathers were blowing, and people met her, everybody thought she was crazy, but she did that because the Rebbe said that's the way to be mechaper on Lashon Hara. Then she came to the Rebbe's house, and she said, Rebbe, I dropped all the feathers onto the ground, what do I need to do next? So the Rebbe said, very simple, go back to the roots that you created with all these feathers, and pick up all of the feathers that you dropped, and put them back into the pillow. The woman said, but how is that possible? It's impossible for me to do that. The wind blew all the feathers away. So the Rebbe laughed and said, oh, that's what Lashon Hara is all about. You put them down nice and quietly, but the wind comes and blows them in so many directions that it's impossible to gather them up. The same thing is true with Lashon Hara. Once you tell one person, everyone else finds out, and it's impossible to get rid of, of Lashon Hara that was spread once it begins to spread around. The Gemara says that during the sprinkling of the Dam Hapar, there is a chi of prisha, and that no one is allowed to be ben ulam l'mizbach. We know that there are different orders of kedusha in the Beis HaMikdash. These begin, of course, with the Ezrus Nashim, and it becomes more kaddish going into the Azrus Yisrael, then into the Ezrus Kayanim, then ben ulam Lamizbach, then in the Heichel, and this is all mentioned in Masechet Caleb. The Gemara says only on Yom Kippur they used a golden shovel. But not during the rest of the year. This was in order to conserve money. On Yom Kippur, we also did not require the transfer of Kutaris to a second Machta. Normally, we require during the rest of the year that we transfer the Kutaris to a second Machta, but not on Yom Kippur. This was Mishum Chulcha de Kain Gadol, because we wanted to minimize the amount of work that the kain Gadol did on Yom Kippur, since he had to do all of the Avitis, and we didn't want him to get very weak, because it was hard enough during the fast to do all these other Avitis. Dachmem He. On Yom Kippur, the Qataris needed to be grounded finer than usual. The Gemara says that there were small twigs on top of the Mizbah used to light a bonfire. This was referred to as an Alisa. The Gemara says that a carbon oila must be 100% burnt. And finally, the Gemara asks, how many marachais, how many wood piles, were there daily in the Beis Hamikdash? Rabbi Yehuda says two, Rabbi Yasi says three, Rabbi says four, but all agree that on Yom Kippur, they had an extra one. So when there was a coin to Rabbi, there would be five. Dach the leftover parts of the carbon Eulah were put into a separate wood pile. And this was true according to Reb even if it was on Shabbos. Rav disagrees with us. Rav Chizda holds, Shabbos is hut shrihi but tumah is duchuyah hi And finally, the Gemara says that if a person extinguishes an ash in the coals of a shovel, Abaya says chaif. This is because we have the Pusuk of H tuk, tamid tukar al ha-mizbeach and since the kapu Mahta are considered an extension of the Mizbech, if you put out the flame, then you're chayef. Rava, however, disagrees with this and says that you're potter. We have now completed the fourth parak of Masech and at this point we will conclude our shir.